do my best tonight. I believe I'll, I'll believe I'll succeed tonight in uh, actually finishing the fourth chapter of the book of Ephesians. How many know I've been on the book of the fourth chapter of the book of Ephesians for a long time now? And so I'm going to do my best to complete it tonight. And and I'm going to start back up in uh, Ephesians chapter four, verse seventeen. I'm going to read the first few verses, Kathy, in the New Living Translation. And then I'm going to switch over when I get to verse 25 and I'm going to jump over to the, uh, the uh, Amplified Bible. But it says this in verse 17, it says, Paul writing, let, let me just go back a minute. Paul's writing to the church at Ephesus, the believers at Ephesus, the born-again Christians at Ephesus. That's who this letter is written to. And so we got to understand all the epistles that Paul wrote, all his letters were written to born-again believers. Now, I know that unbelievers listen to those letters, and there's a lot of unbelievers listen to them today and, and get their lives changed and turned around and such as that. But when Paul wrote these letters, he was writing it to the church. In fact, John on the Isle of Patmos, one of the letters that Jesus ascribed to the seven churches, one of them was the, uh, the church at Ephesus. And, uh, I'm telling you, when he wrote this, you gotta, you'd almost think he was writing this, these, uh, this letter, what I'm just gonna read tonight, to people who didn't know God. To people who wasn't born again, but he was talking to born again believers. If you'll, uh, read the first chapter, you'll find out he said to the saints and to the faithful in God. And so, uh, it says in verse 17, he says, this I say therefore and testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind. I could put it this way. You should no longer walk as the people who don't, don't know God walk. Amen. Because that's what Gentiles were. They didn't know God. They were alienated from God. We were Gentiles. And we come to know Jesus through the, uh, through, through the word of God and and by the Spirit. And so he said, don't walk no longer as people who don't know God. Now he's writing this to people who supposedly do know God. Having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart, who past feeling have given themselves over to lewdness to work all uncleanness with greediness. But you have not so learned Christ if indeed you have heard Him and have been taught by Him as the truth is in Jesus. That you put off concerning your former conduct the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and in holiness. Listen, he says we need to be renewed in the spirit of our mind. You know what God's telling us? to let me Let me help you a little bit because the Bible tells us Throughout the New Testament, many places in the New Testament tells us that we have to renew our mind. See, people that get born again, your, your, your spirit gets born again. You're born again. In other words, the Holy Ghost, Jesus comes into your heart and changes you and you become, the Bible calls us a new creation in Christ. Old things being passed away, all things becoming new. And listen to me, we're, we're, living, in a, we're living in a world right now, and I hope you hear me today, young people and old life. That we're living in a generation right now that, that it don't matter. Everybody goes to heaven. Everybody's right with God. If you don't believe it, just listen to what people say. I mean, any, anybody that dies, it don't matter who it is, they go to a better place. Did you know that's not true? And as a pastor, I try my best to, to get that over to people that that is not true. 
The only way you get to go to heaven is if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus himself said it, says it in the book of Acts, several different places in the Bible. And listen to me, we got to understand, when we pass, the Bible says we pass from death unto life. We've been born again. Adam was born again in reverse. And then Jesus being the second Adam died so we could be born again, go pass from death unto life. Adam passed from life to death. But we pass from death to life. And so to understand, he's talking to us that, listen, once you get born again, is is everybody born again in this house? Once you get born again, then you have to do something with your mind. I said, you have to do something with your mind. What do you have to do with your mind? Renew it. And God don't do that. We do it. That's why Romans 12, 2 says, Be not conformed to this world, but transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God for yourselves. So we got to understand when he said, Be renewed in the spirit of your mind, he said, You're going to have to renew your mind because, listen, if you don't think differently, you don't act differently. Come on, church. I mean, me or old me, me or something. If you don't think differently, you don't live differently. You don't act differently. And I guarantee you, uh, uh, without exceptions, everybody in this church here tonight has dealt with some thoughts today that was not godly or was not going to benefit you. Correct? But the thing about it is, those thoughts don't have to be what control you. You got to renew your mind. Amen? I know, I know, I got this iPad, you know, and you got phones. Do you ever have little things pop up says you need to update? Is that what it says update? Huh? What do y'all do with it? Not now? Are y'all like me, not now? I punch them not now till they got tired of me telling not now and they do it anyway. <laughs> Has anybody been there besides me? You know why I don't update? Can I tell you why I don't just update it when they tell me to? Because when they update it, I have to learn over what to do with my phone. Just when I get and figure it out on the old way, now all of a sudden there's a new way. I remember not t- too long ago, my iPad does the same thing. It says, you need time to update, update, update. So I kept saying, no, not now, not now. Don't allow, don't allow, don't allow, don't allow, don't allow. But I'm telling you something. Let me, let me say this, throwing this in there. Listen, when you get born again, it's time to update. And you can't keep hitting the not now button. Because there's got to be a day that you say, yes, now is the day I'm going to update and I'm going to renew my mind. Because the only way you're going to walk in victory is when you renew your mind to the will and purpose of God. Did you know how, listen, listen to me. There's so many people that are born again believers that, listen to me, don't get mad at me, that have no idea what the will of God is. And if you don't believe me, talk to them for a little bit. Because God's will, listen to me, God's will is His Word. That means if you read the Word of God, you find out what the will of God is. And He's got a... Listen, I found out His will on a lot of things. I'm still learning His will on a lot of things, but I'm telling you something. I've had to renew my mind. But anyway, I was in my office one day, and I I used the iPad and I, you know, to do all this stuff. And all of a sudden, it decided it's going to renew itself or update itself. I said, oh my God. Right when I'm fixing to go out there to preach, my iPad decides to renew it or update itself. I know Holly's told me about the computer up there. 
She said it'll say update, update, and they'd quit doing it. He said, see, all of a sudden, it'll start updating right when we're first have church. It just popped up. What'd you do with it? Not now. Snooze. What'd you say? It said snooze. Well, that's a new one on me. What's that mean? Time for a nap? Well, I would think it's telling me to take a nap. I just snooze with it. But you know, he says, so renew your mind and, 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 and get, get the, the, a new way of thinking. Praise God. I thank God. Let me tell you, I'm thank God I don't think like I used to think. Aren't you? It, it feels good to think better. Amen. And so your mind is a battleground also. And the devil, uh, I found this out. The devil, let me just stop here a minute. Go here a minute because I'm telling you, sometimes we need to hear stuff like this. Your mind being a battleground. And I'm telling you something, thoughts. The Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Thoughts, thoughts can be overcome. In other words, you don't have to do whatever you think. And you don't have to say whatever you think. Because I've had people say, well, I was thinking it, I might as well say it. Well, that's a lie from the pit of hell. You ain't got to say it. Nobody's twisting nobody's arm to say something that you know not right is not right. Because here's the thing about it is, thoughts, uh, the devil uses thoughts just like God does. You know, God will, God will run a thought through your mind. But the devil will also run a thought through your mind. Huh? Crazy thoughts. Have you ever thought, has anybody ever been just driving down the road and all of a sudden, just out of, out of the blue, some crazy thought comes up? And you're thinking, where the heck did that come from? I don't think that way. If it, uh, uh, 2 Corinthians 5 or 10 says that you can cast down imaginations and everything that tries to exalt itself against the knowledge of God. Here, here's what the, the God wants you to do. When a crazy thought comes to you, He wants you to, by the Word of God, cast it down. Say, I will not have that in the name of Jesus. That is not how I think. I'm putting that under the blood and I am not going to let that control me and I'm not going to let that be a pattern that's set in my mind. See, the devil wants you to set up a pattern of defeat, a pattern to think sick, poverty, lack, all the crazy things. He wants you to think upon those things so that he can activate those things in your life. Why? Because if you keep, listen to me, if you keep thinking on something, a certain thing long enough, it's eventually going to start coming out of here. And when it starts coming out of your mouth, you're giving life to it. Because Jesus said you can have what you say. God, listen, God created you on purpose. I said, Craig, he created us on purpose in his image and in his likeness. He made us, the Bible says in uh, Psalms uh, 8, he said he's made us just a little lower than the angels. That, that word angel means Elohim, which he's made us just a little lower than God himself. He made us just a little lower than God Himself. He created us. Listen to me. That this, let this blow you. I hope this don't blow your mind. He created us to be like Him in His image. Anybody ever notice from Genesis chapter one how God created everything? How did He do it? By what He said. By what He said. He said, "Let there be light." He said, "Let there be light" when it was total darkness and chaos. 
If we're not careful, we say, well, how can I say I'm healed when I'm fighting sickness in my body? Well, the fact may be that you're sick. I don't know why I'm saying, I don't know why I'm going stuck here, but anyway, I'm here for a reason. It's kind of like this. How can I say I'm healed if I'm sick? The fact is, you may be sick. But let me tell you something that may help you a little bit. The truth always outweighs a fact. The truth is, what you, how many knows what the truth is concerning that? The truth's the Word of God. The Bible says in Isaiah that by Jesus' stripes, you were or you are healed. By Jesus' stripes, you are healed. So what's the truth? Y'all can help me. We can, we can enter into this. We're healed. So if Isaiah says we are healed, 1 Peter 2.24 says you were healed by the stripes of Jesus. So the truth is, as far as God's concerned, you are healed. Say it again. Healed. Say it again. Healed. So you've got to renew your mind to that. If you don't renew your mind to that, you're going to think this sickness is the will of God and the purpose of God trying to teach you something. But when you renew your mind, next thing you know, you're not no longer thinking that God's out to get me. God's trying to do something to me. You're, you're, you're getting your mind renewed to the fact that God has already provided the way of escape of this. He's already provided for my healing and my health. And I've got to think that way. i got to think like that. You know... Our lives in our Christian life is kind of like, and the Lord kind of showed me, anybody ever played chess? Was anybody ever good at it? I bet that girl is. Well, I was never good at it. Some of you was good at it, but I just, I only played chess. We had one class in high school that we did nothing in that class but play chess. That's all we did. He didn't teach us nothing. We didn't have to do nothing. We just all passed. Thank God for that class. I did pass one. And so we all played chess all the time, played chess all the time. I hated playing chess, but we played it anyway because there was nothing else to do in the class. And you know, when you did you know that can be a slow game? Especially if you're a thinker. I'm not a thinker, I just move. Basically, if I don't care if I win or lose, I just move just like I do it like checkers. I jump yours, I jump his, I get to I get to that. I try to do a checkmate there. And so you will make a move. And then the only way you can legally move again is if they move. That game can last all day. See, here's the way in the, the Lord showed me this uh, years ago. He said, your, your life is kind of like a chess game. And the devil will throw a thought to you. And then all he can do is wait to see what you do with it. What are you going to do with it? See, your reaction to that thought is going to give him his next move. Are you hearing me? And so we got to be very careful at our next move. And our next move, listen to me, our next move, the way we give him his next move is what's about to come out of our mouth. Because listen, our mouth gives him his next step. So he waits for that next move. And I'm telling you something, if you're not, that's, I believe that's why James says be quick to hear, slow to speak. 
Because you got to watch and make sure about what's the next move out of your mouth. Because if he can't move till you get... Listen, the devil can't... Let me just put it this way. The devil can't do just anything he wants to do. Because if he could, most of us wouldn't even be surviving and living today. Huh? But he projects something to you to wait to see what you're going to do with it. It's kind of like... I, I was a, uh, I've said this before that I went to, uh, I had to go to the emergency room several years ago because I was having chest pains real bad and I thought I was having a heart attack. And we was headed to a baseball game and, and, uh, to, I think it was a baseball game or basketball game, one or two. And I told Linda, I said, there's no way I can sit in that baseball game, that baseball, that basketball game. I'm hurting so bad. I've got to go somewhere. So we went to the ER in uh, here in Grosbeck. So when they got me in there, they 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 put me on the table. The doctor came in there, and here's what he said. He said, "We're going to uh, we're going to put an IV on you, and we're going to put give you blood pressure medicine." I said, "No, no, no, no. You're not giving me blood pressure medicine because I don't have high blood pressure." He said, well, it's high right now. I said, it may be high now, but I don't have high blood pressure, so no, you're not going to give me no IV with blood pressure medicine in it because I'm not going to take it. And he said, well, it's noted that you refused my my blood pressure medicine in this bag. I said, fine with me. He walked out and the nurse told me, good call. Good call. That's exactly what she told me. Good call. Real slight load so the doctor didn't hear it. Good call. Well, I stayed in there and it, it was nothing to do with my heart or anything like that. I had ribs out. Can you believe that? Ribs out. They popped them so I finally got all that worked out. But here's the deal about it. When he get, when he went to let me go, here's what he said, Doug. He said, I'm going to let you go and I'm going to write you a prescription for blood pressure medicine. I said, I'm not going to take it. I'm not going to f- fulfill it. You said, what do you do? Listen to me. That, I, I want you to know that that could have become. I could have looked at that and said, oh, my God, I got high blood pressure. I got a high blood pressure, but I knew I didn't. Because it's never high. And so I did not take what they were trying to feed me or tell me, listen, now, this is me. I'm, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm telling you, you be led by the Holy Ghost. Because I'm saying it by what's coming out of my heart, not not out of coming out of my head. Because if you looked at the blood pressure, it showed I was high, but I was hurting. But the thing about it is, the devil has tried to make me accept high blood pressure for several times. I went to another doctor one time, and and they they took my blood pressure, and, and my blood pressure was high. She said, your blood pressure is something like this. I said, uh, and when she got through, I said, uh, your blood pressure thing's wrong. She said, what do you mean it's wrong? I said, I don't have high blood pressure. She said, I'll check it again in a minute with a different thing. So she checked it again, and it was completely normal. See, if we're not careful, there, there's certain things that come that the devil's literally trying to get you to grab hold of and make that yours. He can't make it yours, but you can make it yours. 
Come on now. When you're renewing your mind, you really, now listen, you've got to use wisdom and, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not pushing my convictions on you. What I'm saying is the devil has to throw a thought at you. In fact, if you'll read Matthew chapter six, you'll find out that Jesus said this. If you'll read it about don't worry, y'all ever read the scripture about don't worry? Well, the new king or the King James version says, take no thought saying. Take no thought saying. So he's saying this, you can take a, how do you take a thought? By starting to say it. I could have walked out and said, my God, I got high blood pressure. I got high blood pressure. I got high blood pressure. I've had him ask me before, now listen, listen to what I'm saying. Because I was born again. And I'm in a new family. How many believes when you got born again, you got born again into a new family? I want to see your hands. If you believe that, you were born again. You were you you were taken out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. I mean, you have a new family. In fact, every single one of you in here is my brother or my sister, based upon the fact whether you know Jesus or not. And that's a stronger bond in that family than there was my other family, huh? And so we we we've got this bond. And I've I've, here's what. I, I, I will hesitate because I've been in doctor's offices before getting tests and stuff like that. And they start trying to run me back to the history of my family. Is there cancer in your family? Is there this in your family? Is there, and then every, I, I, here, now listen to me. I'm just doing this because the Holy Ghost, would, the, the, but I just heard another preacher. I think it was Jesse DePlantis the other day told him the exact same thing. He said, I said, they said, is there any cancer in your family? Well, I'm born again. I'm a part of the household of God. I'm the part of the family of faith. And so I was, no, 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 no. Listen, my family is a healthy family. Somebody help me just a little bit. Huh? Listen, so many people are grabbing hold of what's been way back yonder and saying, well, it's in my family. It runs in my family. It runs in my family. Listen, I'm not, listen, I hope you are taking me right tonight. You've got to understand something. We're not lying about it. I, I'm, my connection is with God. My connection is in my family of faith. Listen to me. You can't say, well, I've, I've got this. I'll probably get this. I'll probably get that. I, I'll probably, listen, you, here's what you need to do. You need to start saying, well, you know, no matter what's in my family history, my natural, my, my, my natural family history, no matter what's there, I have been born again. I'm not going to accept anything that could come down through the lineage of this and to get upon me. I'm going to believe and hang on to the word of God. Listen, if not, you'll start saying, well, you know, arthritis runs in my family. This runs in that family. And the devil will say, well, you might as well get ready. It's coming on you too. Listen to me. You can't live like that expecting something bad to come in on you. You've got to start renewing your mind to the point that you say, I resist everything that the devil brings that tries to come to steal, kill, and to destroy because that is not the will and plan and purpose of God for my life. Listen to me. And if something comes up and attacks you, stand on the word of God. Believe the word of God. That's what John's been doing. That's what Teresa's doing. That's what we've had people doing all through the, uh, through the years of my, my serving God. I've done it time and time and time and time and time again. I've stood upon the word of God, spoke the word of God, believed the word of God. And the word of God has always came through and brought healing in my body. See, that's far-fetched to a lot of folk. They say, well, you know, it, it is what it is. Don't that bug you when the people says that? And I'm good at saying it. It is what it is. 
Huh? It is what it is. Well, listen, it is what God says it is. I said, it is what God says it is. So that's why he says you got to take time and to renew your mind. You got to sit and meditate upon the word of God. I remember, anybody know who Creflo Dollar is? Have you ever heard the t- story when he said he was, uh, he was diagnosed with a prostate cancer, I think it was, on a Friday? He said he went home and he locked himself in his room and he listened to healing scriptures, the word of God. He prayed and he prayed and he listened to healing scriptures, listened to preaching. Saw, saw, blah, blah, blah. He went back on Monday and they couldn't find a thing. He said, what happened? Well, if the Bible tells us in Proverbs chapter 4 that the Word of God is medicine to all your flesh, what was he doing? He was taking his medicine. And that Word literally cleansed him from cancer. Amen? And if we're not careful, we'll think, well, I don't know if that stuff works. Listen, how do you know it's going to work unless you try it? Huh? You ever had somebody give you antibiotics? They say, I want you to take them till they're all gone. In other words, even if you feel, get to feeling good, keep taking them. Well, I was always the one, if I got to feeling good, I still had bottles of them left. Because I quit taking them as soon as I get. Now, I'm not telling you to do these. I'm telling you what I did. And I put it back. Because listen, not only did it, and let, let me say this too. I don't know why, I don't, why I'm saying all this. I don't know why tonight because I intended to get through with this chapter. But we don't, we don't do things because somebody else did them. We do things because God tells us to do it. God's not opposed to doctors. Did y'all know that? Anybody know that? Doctors are not for your, your hurt, they're for your help. Did you know Luke was a doctor, a physician who wrote the book of Luke? He was a physician. He also wrote the book of Acts. He was a physician. He was a doctor. Doctors are here to help you. The Lord spoke to me one time about the woman with the issue of blood. Remember her? She had suffered many things from many doctors. Never wasn't any better, but rather grew worse. And then she heard about Jesus. Remember? Had the issue of blood. And the thing about it is, I was praying about that one time, and I was just seeking God. And, and he, here's what he kind of told me, whether it makes any sense to you. He said, the doctors kept her alive till she could hear the word. Because listen, if she was bleeding for 12 years, them doctors had to be doing something to help her. The Bible says she didn't get any better. She grew worse. Why? Because the doctors weren't healers. Jesus is a healer. I said, Jesus is a healer. So I tell you, there's a lot of, a lot of times that uh, if we're not careful, we'll, we'll say, well, you, if you go to a doctor, you ain't got no faith. I've read books before that they say, if you go to a doctor, you ain't got no faith. Well, you better go to the doctor in faith. I guarantee you that much. But you got to understand, as you renew your mind, when the devil attacks you and he brings those thoughts, you have a counteract. You, you can counteract it. You can say, no, I, I'll not receive that in the name of Jesus. I'm, I'm, I'm going to believe what Jesus said over all this. And why? Because, listen, now listen, you've got to have it in here. I said, you've got to have it in here. That's why you're renewing your mind. That's why you meditate on the Word, because you're getting it from here down to in here. 
That's when it starts affecting everything is what you have in here. Uh, I, I heard, I was hearing Creflo Dollar speak today and, and he was talking about, uh, faith without works is dead. And he was talking about faith without works. And, and, uh, and he said, well, works, we're not, we're not saved or healed or anything by works. But the thing about it is, of course, we all understand we've been preached or taught here around here that he's talking about a corresponding action. In other words, faith has to have action that corresponds with it. Because we can't do anything on our own. We have to trust in God. Amen. But if we're not thinking right, we're not going to act right. We're not going to talk right. We need to think right. Listen, you, there, there's, there's, there's people that can tell you everything that the doctors say. They study it. They go Google it. They go do everything in the world. All the technology we have today, they'll, they'll diagnose themselves. Have you ever get a pain in your body and say, well, we're going to type this in and say, I wonder what it means when you got a, 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 a bump on your foot. A knot on your head. And they'll Google it. Well, it could be. And you say, oh my God. Next thing you know, you're, <laughs> I'm just telling you the truth. I've heard people say, man, I Googled what that said, and oh my gosh, you should hear how bad it is. Well, it's probably just a rising, a pimple. Huh? Here's, here's how we need, let me tell you this, I'm, I gotta quit, I'm already time. We diagnose ourselves by what the Word says. The Lord spoke to me one day, He said, I did not call, I did not I, I do not, here's what, how, how did he put it? He said, I did not call, I did not, I'm trying to get it right. I do not intend for you to have to live your life medicated. Living on medications. When the Bible says the word is medicine to all our flesh. Now we take medicine. If I need it, I'll take it. I said, I'll take it. I don't, if you don't, don't, well, pastor does say we don't need medication. I'm throwing all my away when I get home. Well, well, you got your insurance policy paid up? Huh? Like somebody says, well, uh, God healed, uh, I throw my glasses down and stomped them and the Lord healed my eyes. Somebody says, well, they did it. I'm going to throw mine down and stomp them. Next thing you know, somebody's driving you home, leading you to the house, taking you to the eye doctor to get you another pair of glasses. Why? Because we don't do things because somebody, we do it because the Word says it. We've got to put great value on the Word of God. Amen? Uh, uh, I, I remember a guy, I'm going to quit. I, I intended to get through, but I didn't. And people that was taking insulin and, and they had to take insulin stuff, they was believing God and believing God. And, and uh, next thing you know, they would just, they would, here's what they would do. It said they would take their insulin and they would thank God that they were healed. They was thanking God for that, uh, for the Word of God working, and they'd take their shots and check their blood and take their shots. And they continued to do that, and every time, as they did it, uh, each time as they checked their blood, they was decreasing their insulin shots. They had to de- decrease it. And eventually, they did not have to take insulin no more. God completely healed them. Why? Because they were taking the insulin, but at the same time they were speaking the Word of God. They were saying what God said to do. 
Norval Hayes says this, and I, I, I'm going to tell Teresa that she needs a. Uh, you, everybody here that's dealing with something, you need to go to YouTube. You need to Google YouTube and Google. Actually, if you Google something, they throw you to YouTube, don't they? And so go to YouTube and punch up Norval Hayes. Anybody ever heard of Norval Hayes? Norval, Norval Hayes, and listen to his, his, his deal on how to live and not die. How to live and not die. Because he's one of the toughest preaching guys on that you'll hear. But he, he went in this in closing. He went, <clears throat> they, they called and said there's a young man dying severely. Uh, they don't give him one in a million something chance to live in as a young man. And, and, uh, he was coming to that preach, church to preach and he said, oh, we want you to come pray for him in the hospital. And anyway, he went to, uh, he went, him and the, the, the pastor went in there and they walked in the room and, and they told him, you got two minutes. That's all you can stay in here is two minutes. That's it. Y'all pray and get out. So they, they prayed and, but the wife could stay in there 24 seven. She could stay there all day long. She could, she never had to leave. And so when Norval was backing out and getting ready to leave the, uh, the hospital, he, the Holy Ghost rose up on the inside of him and said, Mark 11:23 would heal him if Mark 11:23 was obeyed. And we all know around here what Mark 11:23 says. Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and cast in the sea. Shall not doubt in his heart, but believe those things which he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. So when he started backing out, God says, you go tell that woman that. Tell the, tell the wife there she can be there. So he walked over there and said, honey, let me tell you something. 1123, uh, Mark 1123 will heal your husband if you will obey Mark 1123. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to look at your husband and I want you to thank Jesus. You just say, thank you, Jesus, that my husband is healed. Thank you, Jesus, that my husband is healed. They were prayer people. They were spirit. They were Christian people. And thank you, Jesus, that my husband is healed. And you start saying, my husband will live and not die. You start saying, thank you, Jesus, that my husband is healed. And start saying, he'll live and not die. He said, you do it a thousand times a day, two thousand times a day. You said ever with every breath. You keep saying it over and over. He said, take a little break, sleep a little at night. When you wake up in the morning, you start saying, thank you, Jesus, my husband shall live and he shall, or he'll, hey, thank you for his healing. He'll live and not die. And, uh, <clears throat> he come back to that church six months later. A young man walked up on the platform and he said, I just want to give a testimony. I was almost dead. They give me no hope to live six months ago and God completely healed me. And he said, now I'm the youth pastor of this church. Norval Hayes went, I'm not, Norval Hayes went to that little, that why and asked her this question. How long when you started saying what I told you to say, did it take for you to see any improvement in him whatsoever? She said, after two and a half days, I saw a little he was breathing a little bit better. They said every time he took a breath, they thought it was the last one. A little bit better. She said, but I said it over, and 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 I said it over. She said, I said it thousands of times. She said, I kept saying it. I kept saying it. I kept saying it. I kept saying it. And God completely healed that man. You said, what does that saying have anything to do with it? You're saying has everything in the world to do with it. If you can have what you say, amen. So we got to keep on, on top of it. Renew our mind. Don't give up. Don't give in. Don't throw in the towel. God is for you. He's not against you. And he wants you to have the best life ever. Amen. Praise it. Isn't God good? Well, I intended to get through.
And I could have really done good on the rest of it too. So you're to read it and check it out. Amen.